Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? This is the Melchester Odyssey. We're going through the 1980s Best of Royal Rovers. Uh, we've reached... Uh, we're almost at the end of it, actually, Sam. There's not many pages left in this. Oh, it's getting tantalising. And it's going to build up such great crescendo because I hope we're going to find out who shot Roy Race. Nine or ten issues left in this? Fucking hell. I would ask you who you reckon had done it, mm. but you know. I know who done it. Yeah, I know who um, done it. But, you know, listeners... Have a little think, just to, just for fun. There's mm-hmm. no prize. There's no prize. But if you don't remember, if you didn't read this at the time, um, don't you know? Don't even tweet us about it. Just what I'm proposing is think in your head. Tweet each other. It's, but keep us out it's of a it. Game. It's a game that you can do. Just even if you don't have any friends and you're mm-hmm. not on Twitter, you can do some games in your head. Oh, you could write it down, put it in an envelope, put it to one side. And then you can open yeah. it when it's revealed and you can find out if you're right or not. Give yourself a little prize where it kind of pop or maybe yeah. a Mars bar. If you got it it's right. perfectly possible to do things like that without communicating mm. with other people, especially us. So, Des- But just have a, think, have a think to yourself, who was it that shot Roy Race? We will reveal that in a few episodes' time and then you can either celebrate or commiserate with yourself. Yeah. But a little because bit of fun. It's okay to be wrong. If you get it wrong, yeah. that's all right. You that's had a, you tried. That's the main exactly. thing. You, you engaged just, the you, game. You, you've just taken part in a fun yeah. game. Yeah, maybe you'll you'll do better next time. Maybe you won't. Um, right. So the the next issue that we're looking at, uh, of course, at the top, there's always some kind of preview of what's going to happen, and it's just um, it's just in speech marks, and it just says, "Well, Roy, according to our latest tests, you are disgustingly fit." <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. Roy on the brink of being released from hospital they've obviously been doing some tests on him and uh, he's he's almost been cocooned while he's been in that coma his fitness levels haven't dropped his limbs don't seem to have withered I guess from that uh, he's probably ready to go straight back into the team um, yeah. but we'll find out in this uh, in this issue about what that's about and it just says at the beginning I'll tell you what it says so we know where we're at 
Manchester Rovers were still unbeaten in the second division, despite the fact that Roy was in hospital, recovering from a gunshot wound. Now the task of hunting down his would-be killer had begun, and one morning, sensational headlines greeted the nation. Because, of course, at the end of the last one, Vic Guthrie, super brat, was uh, apprehended at Melchester Airport by... Um, it, what was his name again? Mitchell, wasn't it? Yeah. Detective Sergeant Mitchell. Fucking nonce-looking yeah. old Bill Corrupt in a sheepskin coat. Yeah. Uh, and there's the newspaper headlines. It's all on the sports pages, surprisingly, not on the front pages of any of the papers. Um, one of them says, Melchester's Vic Guthrie intercepted at City Airport. Another one says, Runaway super brat helping police with inquiries into Roy Ray's shooting. And the third one says, Why did he buy a ticket to Bazran? Oh, it's Bazran! Fucking Bazran. Oh. I tell you what, one thing I know about Roy the Rovers, as soon as Bazran comes up, then you can smell a fucking rat, right? Trouble is ahead. Anything that ever revolves around Bazran is bad. Now, of course, in case you don't know, Bazran is where, in 1988, there was a terrorist explosion, and I think eight members of the team were killed. Um, I no, mean, I think it was earlier than 88, wasn't it? 86? 86, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it was. Yeah, because it was it was what led to the Kemps joining the team. Yeah. And so by 88, Spandau weren't, were a busted flush. <laughs> Yeah. You're a busted flush. We don't want you. I can't have you in the team anymore. Yeah, so um Bazran. I'm wondering if this is some kind of um you know a, a placeholder. Is is Guthrie going to Bazran? Is is he in cahoots already with terrorists? Perhaps. Well could be. There's, um, could be a scene right at the end of the nineteen seventies. Roy race, which we will be moving on to next. Right, yep. Um, where he does, where Roy's, Roy flies out to Bazran for something. And so really? there's already, by the time this happens, Bazran have already got form in the Roy in the Roy universe. Yeah, yeah. there's a link between, there's a link between Melchester and, and, and Bazran. Bazran. It's, it's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, of course, years later, the Bazranis would buy Manchester City. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had dirty fingers all over English football. Yeah, yeah and it was Roy. That, Roy opened the door to them. Yeah, there's no other countries of, uh, abroad mentioned. Crete gets mentioned now and again. But that's a real country. But Bazran, oh, the best. Well, as I've mentioned, me and Len are reading sixties Roy oh, the 60s Rovers. Now. Yeah, and in sixties Roy the Rovers, it's when they get. Um, their plane gets land. They're on their way to South America to play in a game against South American club, mm. and um, they get landed to. They get forcibly landed by some military jets over a, a place called Beltiga, nice. which is a make-believe Caribbean island that's subject to a military coup d'état, Beltiga. headed by this character <laughs> called the Brigadier. It's like Antigua, who me and then are obsessed with. Yeah. Antigua, but with baby bells. and uh, it's like Belgium mixed with Antigua right so it's got all of the modern the mod cons that you expect from the Belgians right because they're great at science and all that right and then and then you've got all the sunshine and the coconuts you'd expect from Antigua so it's a fucking (laughs) win-win so you mentioned what some kind of kernel 
He's called the Brigadier. The Brigadier. And he's, right. a, he's an absolute arsehole and he's leading a military coup d'etat. Right. And he finds out that Melchester are en route to South America. Okay. So he sends up some fighter jets to forcibly land them. Right. And then he kidnaps them and forces them to take part in an exhibition match to okay. basically help his PR campaign Get around his coup. Tegans, tegans, and um, what's good, what's good about the 60s one is that because in those days it was in Tiger, a comic called Tiger, yeah. and Roy the Rovers was just one story. So it wasn't until the 70s that it launched as its own standalone comic. Yeah. And Tiger was very much in the tradition of boys' own comics that were mainly mm-hmm. about Derrin do mm. kind of, you know, so, m- most of them were like Second World War type stories yeah. about really um, brave adventurous soldiers Tiger right? kept going as well I used to get Tiger at the same time as I got Roy the Rovers I think Tiger right. had, I think Tiger had Hotshot Hamish do you remember him yes Big and he ended up playing shot. for the Rovers yeah well funny funny thing about him is that we also were reading the the modern day there's been a reboot of Roy of the Rovers yeah right and you can get it in graphic novel form and in that in the modern day reboot that's been done by I think they're called Rebel Media or something right they uh, Hotshot Hamish is brought back to the club wow as manager as manager but he's a bit of a shit manager because he's just like he loves himself and he's a complete wide boy oh really but he thinks he's like a club legend right and so he sort of loves the cameras and the publicity he's sort of a bit like an El Tell or Harry Redknapp yeah. kind of guy but without the football success. I'm just doing a, so, doing a little bit of research on Hotshot Hamish. Hamish Balfour, yeah. who was the man yeah. with the most powerful shot in the world, uh, he was brought from his remote island home in the Hebrides to play for Princess Park in the Scottish Premier Division under manager Ian McWacker. <laughs> <laughs> he was famous for being able to hit the ball so hard that his shot could, and often did, burst the goal net. Oh, I thought you were going to be smashed off people's heads. And he also had an eccentric father and a pet sheep called McMutton. Excellent you stuff. Know. Right. Well, yeah, he ends up as manager. But in, in Tiger, because a lot of them were about, you know, these kind of boys' own sort of war stories, yeah. what that means is, is that as part of that, in Roy the Rovers, in the 60s best of annual, which you can buy, which we're reading, yeah. he... Um, Gets into quite a lot of fist fights. And military type stuff, like yeah. coups. I mean, in this one, in the 80s one, you never see him fighting. Mm. But in in the 60s one, I'm about halfway through and I've seen Roy have at least four proper fucking tear-ups mm. where he's like punching people's face in. <laughs> like, really? Well, I mean, fighting was probably one of the top three hobbies in the country back then, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was really normal. Like yeah. now, can you imagine if you show fighting in something aimed at kids? Yeah, people would be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Whereas, like, fighting was what you what what do kids want to see? Fighting. Yeah. What are kids interested in? Fighting. Show them fights. And Roy's fighting all the time. So when he's in Beltiga, he's being held hostage, and they say, "Listen, if you you need to throw this game because the crowd are very hostile and they want their own team to win. And if you lose, if you start beating them, mm. the crowd will go nuts, right? And so I think I've mentioned this before. Roy's sort of like, fuck that. I'm fucking, I'm a winner. I don't care what the consequences are. We're going to fucking win. So he puts them 2-0 up and sure enough, the crowd go mad and all fucking charge onto the pitch, right? And Roy just goes, fucking good. Let's have it. And he starts just fucking sparking loads of them out. 
<laughs> Good, I'm glad. Let's see what you fucking got. <laughs> fucking hell. And he one, just starts fucking knocking people out left, right and centre. There's another one where some kid tries to set fire to Mel Park. He finds them and beats them up. <laughs> right. Do the, the police get involved or is it just, just Roy? No, justice? because it's Roy. It's Roy. They always turn up and say, well, Mr. Race, we can we can work out what happened here and we should be thanking you yeah. for doing our work for us. <laughs> Give them There'll be some poor kid lying on the floor with a black eye. Because um, there's also, there's a storyline where there's a club from across the River Mel mm. and they're trying to sabotage, they're, they're losing all of their fans to Melchester because Melchester are better. So yeah. they've got this evil chairman and what he decides he wants to do is sabotage uh, Melchester Rovers so all the fans start going back to his club again. Right. And he tries a couple of on-field things that don't work. Yeah. So in the end, what he does, like he puts a couple of... He transfers a couple of his best players to them but pays them to play really shit for the Rovers. Right. But that doesn't work. So he jumps straight from that. That When that doesn't work, he goes, no problem, I've got another plan. (laughs) Do you know what the fucking plan is? He sends a letter... (laughs) To the club, to the players, right? And it's saying, this is a letter from, and it was from some building firm, right? Who are opening a new sort of, um, they're opening a new sort of jetty loading bay at the docks, at Melchester Docks. And as a special treat, they're inviting all of the Melchester first team players to come and be honorary guests at its grand opening, right? (laughs) And the players get, yeah, they get this and they're like, the players are all like, fuck it up, because it's the 60s, so there's not, nothing to do. But so I'm they fighting. go, yeah, fuck it up, sounds great, I'm going down, right? So they all get in the car and drive down, just to see this sort of, it's where the fucking containers ships, like, <laughs> unload their fucking fanny powder shipments, yeah. right? So they've all gone down there, Blackie, all the lads, really excited. When they get down there, right, in a huge crane, mm is the chairman of this rival football club and some henchman, and he goes, right, activate the plan. And the crane fucking swings a huge hook at the car that's got about five Melchester (laughs) first-team players squished into. There wouldn't have been a seatbelt either. No, no. In these days... um, in that, when you're a kid, everyone's always loads of people were squished into you one get, car. Yeah, nine people in a car, couldn't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, na- nowadays I never find myself in squished cars. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I was always in squished cars. There's three on the back anyway. seat. There's two on two on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the, the boot. boot. I'd often be in the boot because yeah. I was the youngest. They'd always be sticking me in the fucking boot. <laughs> we used to come back from football day. We used to come back from away days in like a Volkswagen Polo or something with like two people in the back all the way back yeah. from fucking Birmingham to London. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you'd just be sat in the back the whole fucking way rattling around in a car <laughs> with no suspension. Anyway, they're in this car. Different times. And the fucking ch- club chairman swings this gigantic fucking hook at the car, which has Melchester plays in. They're all driving down, like, oh, can't wait to see this fucking jetty. <laughs> Sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. This is just, this is part, this is perks of the job getting invited to this kind of jetty stuff. Opening. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the fucking hook just swings, like huge from a gigantic crane, swings and knocks the car into the fucking <laughs> river, right? Yeah. And it just starts sinking and they're all dying inside a locked car. They can't fucking open the doors. And the chairman of this other club, I'm thinking, fucking hell, this has gone up a notch. Yeah. Because in the last thing, all he did was try and place a couple of ringers in their team to undermine their efforts. 
That doesn't work. So he jumped straight from that to, it's fine, I'll just Murder drown them. half their first team. <laughs> I've got another idea. What is it? I'll just fucking drown them. What? How? Fucking what do you mean, Al? It's obvious. I'll lure them down to the docks and then I'll fucking knock the car with a crane into the water. There's no getting away from it. No one will suspect the thing. <clears throat> and then, of course, Roy turns up. He's running a bit late because he wants in on the jetty as well. Oh. I'll fucking go down, but I'll see you lads there because I'm going to drive in my own car, my sports car. I'm not getting squashed and, in with all you cunts. Yeah. And he comes down five minutes later, he sees what's happened, so he just fucking dives straight in and rescues all of them, doesn't he? <laughs> but that that's like the reason I'm telling you is that like the level of drama and adventure, fighting, yeah. drowning, m- massive big things. It's much bigger scale adventure in the sixties yeah. one. Yeah. I you see at different times, wouldn't it? Mm. Jalapeno. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. A television reporter interviewed Chief Inspector Manning, the detective in charge of the case. He's basically bloody grey with a different hairstyle. Uh, Chief Inspector, is Guthrie under arrest? Has he been charged with the attempted murder of his own manager? And uh, Manning says, let's just say that he figures strongly in our investigations. Always been a bit vague. Um, My officers would also like a chat with one or two other people, such as Arthur Logan, Trevor Brinsden, and Roy's cousin, (laughs) Arnie Meckiff. And we see all three of them together, headshots of all three of them, looking tough. He says, unfortunately, all these gentlemen seem to be lying low at the moment. How can you not find <laughs> any of these cunts? That's being their houses. What kind of policeman are you? First of all, you go on live television and announce every suspect. Yeah. You list, here are our suspects of attempted murder. Yeah. And then you go, but we can't fucking find them. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard. You're just working in Melchester. Do you know what I mean? These aren't fucking master criminals. Well, I mean, uh, Trevor Drinston is a is like an idiot. Yeah, he can't hide anywhere. He'll be in a shed somewhere. Check the sheds. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Logan's running an estate agent business in Scotland. Yeah. So, you know. Easy to find. And Meckiff, well, I don't know where Meckiff will be. He'd be the craftiest, admittedly. Yeah, definitely. He's got form. And, uh, and then it says, the police would also like to interview Elton Blake the actor who was sacked from Midland Television's twice-weekly series about the Rovers. Blake, it seems, is visiting (laughs) relatives in Canada. (laughs) Why? Listen, Detective, why are you going into such deep? You don't need to tell us this. Also, into huge, like, unnecessary detail about who Elton Blake is. Like, 
Midland Television's twice weekly series well, about the Rovers. Like, was twice we, don't, we don't need to know all that background. Although twice weekly is yeah. quite a big show, yeah. Yeah, big budget. Uh, but now let's go over to Melchester General Hospital, where the news about Roy Race is getting better and better. It says. <laughs> Um, at that moment inside the hospital and there it is there's a doctor he's got a clipboard and can you see the clipboard that he's got there there's a graph on it and the mm. latest points of the graph are going right up to the top they've uh, been zigzagging uh, uh. up and down but it's going right mm. to the top and he says well Roy according to our latest, t- our latest test you are disgustingly fit so you might as well go home fuck <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's like saying it through gritted teeth because he had half an eye on Penny, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He's uh-huh. like, once this husband of yours is out the way, dead or crippled, <laughs> then uh, don't worry, there'll be welcoming arms that you can find. Uh, and uh, it's a fucking hell, this husband of theirs must be some kind of fucking Superman. This, uh... As far as we can... According to his questionnaire, he lives on a diet entirely of whiskey, cigarettes and lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I've never seen a man so fit and resilient. I mean, he was shot in the head and the wound's completely healed. Well, these tests show that he's fit. The wife has been making no response to my advances whatsoever, so I might as well just send the cunt home. Yes, you can go now, Roy. And he says, it's not so surprising. The wound wasn't serious. What, he was in a coma for three weeks? What? The wound wasn't serious, and once he'd recovered consciousness, the worst was over. And uh, Roy says, that's fabulous. Penny says, I've brought your clothes, Roy. So he's ready to go home. Which is uh, great news for us, isn't it? Because the hospital thing was starting to drag on a little bit. Yeah, the doctor had had his chance. He'd blown it, and the whole thing had moved on. But, he's he's given a big smile, but you can tell he's really fucked off. Yeah, and all but all the nurses are really one of whom is actually very fit. Yeah, um, the one in the middle. Yeah, they're uh, but she's a bit like Lady Die, the one in the she's middle, like isn't Penny she? Penny cross with Lady Die. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it says. Uh, yeah, Roy's saying goodbye to everyone. They're all smiles. Um, he says, uh, I can't thank you enough for what you have done. If there's anything I can do. And uh, a nurse says, you just take it easy, Roy. You might have a relapse once you've uh, had a chat with Penny. Huh? Oh, my what? God. That is disgusting. Is that a sex reference? <laughs> it definitely is. It definitely is, and it's completely inappropriate. I'll, I mean, I'll obviously... stop you there, because I know what's coming. Yeah. It's not a sex reference. Right? Oh, it's not, okay. All right. Even all right. It comes all across right. As one. But it, it comes across like yeah. that. So to Roy's ears, it's a bit like, huh? what? Why don't you fucking shut up? Well, I'll say this: we might be going at it, but she'll be on top doing all the work. Because uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not for it yet. Yeah, and, and, and we don't even have to go the full hog. I mean, she might just want to. I don't know. Let me relax and give me some ham relief. <laughs> I don't know. While I'm having a lamb chop. <laughs> oh, That'd be the delicious. <laughs> the dream is there's me sat in front of the box in my best chair, my best <laughs> recliner, right? Checking my watch. It's about time for Quincy I've got to start lamb, when I've we get in. A couple of lamb chops on the tray on the side. Yeah, I got. I know there's lamb chops in the freezer. She might get in some fresh, especially. I don't know, but she could just grill us up those, serve them up with mint sauce. 
And then I'm watching fucking Quincy, brand new episode of Quincy, and she's going to work downstairs. Absolute dream. <laughs> uh, so they're all laughing. After, he's going to have a chat with Penny. But we'll see what that's about. Uh, it says, as Roy left by a side entrance to avoid the crush of well wishes and newsmen. <laughs> oh, it's the newsmen. <laughs> the fucking newsmen are here. <laughs> <laughs> like Doctor Who villains. The newsmen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's saying Penny's driving which he'll not be happy about and, um, he's saying what was what was all that about Penny is there something you haven't told me she says you've been unconscious remember and I wasn't quite sure myself until just before the shooting <laughs> okay now but it looks as if we can expect an addition to the family around about June which says well, what fucking okay, hell <laughs> So there you go. Is it? It's sex related. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Talk about talk about out of the frying pan and Put into the fire. Back in that fucking coma. Jesus Christ! Hang about, hang about, Pen. How long have I been in that fucking coma? Right? And how pregnant are you? Okay, so answer me this. Do I don't think these dates add up. Right? <laughs> Who the fuck has been getting you pregnant while Muggins here has been in a fucking coma? Was it that fucking doctor? Was it Duncan Mackay? <laughs> I tell you what, if this baby comes up with, out with a beard wearing a fucking headband, then I'll know that I'm knocking on Duncan's door. <laughs> but he's not. He's happy. And he says, Wahoo! <laughs> Which, of course, is the Roy the Rover's shorthand for extreme joy, isn't it? <laughs> Great. I'm going to be a dad. An excellent dad. Again. <laughs> a slipshod dad. Once again, <laughs> another mouth to feed. Fucking brilliant. And uh, Penny says, Steady, Dr. Reed gave explicit instructions you were not to get excited. Yeah, Dr. Reed, that's the one. That's the fucker. Um, and then, in the days that followed, apart from the occasional checkup at the hospital, and we do see a little uh, glimpse of a checkup at the Do- hospital. Dr. Reed, Dr. Reed looking there, at his arm. Yeah. Roy with his top off, looking very buff. Mm. Doing great. He's, he's still got the uh, still got a little, little astroplast over his hair where he was shot. Yeah. Each day, the bandages get smaller. Yeah. And eventually, they become just plasters, and then they go completely. Each day, my hair grows stronger as it recovers from the wound. <laughs> and he's uh, he's getting his his blood pressure checked and all that. He's in front of the um, the space age telly. With the kids playing some kind playing of video, video game. game, it seems to be yeah. red playing versus yellow playing. In a sky um, the early eighties, <laughs> in the early eighties, yeah. the graphics are actually very good. They are. Yeah, that cloud's very realistic on there in the sky, yeah. and I think red playing and yellow playing are just shooting at each other. And um, the score. He's not. To be... I know it's Roy's not letting the kids have a go. No, give us that he's here. Doing it. Yeah, you're I'll fucking you it. it. <laughs> you make. You fuck it. You shit at it. Watch Dad. Right, you watch me for an hour, right, and just watch and learn. Watch this. I'll shoot the fuck out of him. <laughs> Dad, can we have a go? Shut up. I can't concentrate when you're talking. Look, look at my score. I've got 33. Look at it. Can you beat that? What did you, what did you get again, Roy Jr.? Yeah, exactly. Fuck off. <laughs> you fucking crashed your red plane straight away. Crashed it to the fucking ground. <laughs> Pathetic. Think about it, right? If that were a real-life situation... Right, then a pilot would have died because of your incompetence. So this is important. Stop. Pay attention. You've got that on your conscience now, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I tried, Dad. I tried hard. Yeah. Well, trying's not enough, is it? 
Oh yeah, red plane, yellow plane. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> in the hard. meantime, <laughs> the Rovers continued their league program with an away game against Wellingford. You know, let's not forget about uh, Melchester still playing. Fucking, this is mental. <laughs> Blackie's walking out onto the pitch, and one of the Lampards in the crowd shouts, "How's Roy, Blackie?" And fucking Blackie replies to the cunt. He's walking out around the pitch. There's a game about to begin, and uh, Blackie shouts, "Coming along, fine, thanks. It should be back in shop <laughs> soon." Thanks for your question. Thanks for your Any concern. Any other questions before we start the football yeah. match? <laughs> I've, I, I can take three or four more maximum. <laughs> so, uh, and the fucking players are all smiling as they come out. It says, despite the shadow that hung over his father, it was young Kenny Logan who grabbed the goal that helped to preserve Melchester's amazing unbeaten record. But it's just an equaliser because he puts it in and someone says, yes, the equaliser. <laughs> so, uh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that means the scores are level. <laughs> it's almost as if we're back at the very beginning of the match again. Uh, all square, all square. <laughs> back to square one. <laughs> but as the Rovers came off at the end of the game, wow! It just says. And you just see him from the feet upwards. Yeah, a pair of dark trousers. Who could it be? And he just says, leaving it till the last minutes these days, aren't we? Of course, it's Roy. He's back. He's travelled to Wellingford to watch them. He's in the tunnel. And uh, Noel Baxter says, look who's come to watch the Rovers. Fucking Back, he can't believe it. Yeah. Good grief. It must have been here all the time. Roy, you know what? I could sense your presence. I didn't I want can't... to say anything to anyone. I thought it was just I was losing my mind or something, but I could sense it you were here. I got a blacky tingle. You all know what? I got a blacky tingle. Yeah. All over the little hairs, all over Blackie's body stood up to attention. And I felt something. I, th- I thought he's here. He is here somewhere and he's watching. I thought it was just your presence. I thought you were here, like, psychically, you know, from your house. But no, you're here. You're in front of me. And I can't believe it. Are you back in a football Hello. stadium where you belong? I thought I'd never see you again, why? I think I've just pissed my pants, why? <laughs> Fucking hell, Blackie. Drive it down a bit, will you? <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. They've drawn... I know you're pleased to see me, but let's not make cunts out of ourselves. Don't fucking walk around with an erection when people are watching, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's a crowd of fucking 18,000 here. <laughs> um, fucking Wellingford fans. They're nasty <laughs> bastards as well. <laughs> not like our fucking soppy fans. <laughs> so they've only drawn at Wellingford. I don't know what that does with their, their league position. But at the end... Well, they, remember, they won their first fucking 20 games or something. Yeah, they're, they're unbeaten, like, yeah. They're, they're unbeaten. I suppose a draw away from home's all right. They'll, they'll get there. They're still going to be top. Alf Ramsey will not like, be happy. They've only dropped three points or something. Alf Ramsey will not be happy. But it says, Roy is ready for his return to the Rovers. Marks out a 10. I'm giving that one a 9 myself. Plenty yeah, I give going it a 9. There. Introduction of Bazran was nice. 
Um, and then the next yeah. one... We didn't get much more on the case, though. All we got was the fucking detective at the beginning. Well, exactly. Blowing most of the investigation details for anyone who listened. It... And uh, then I thought this was going to like segue into more of a detective mystery story, but they then dropped that. So we'll we'll have to we're, they're keeping us waiting for it, more news on who it, it might be. It fucking goes at an absolute snail's pace, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, well, it has to. Does it even fucking reveal who the killer was? Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, it does. Oh, don't I'm worry looking, about that. It's we're about building six up weeks away, though. It's not happening anytime soon. Oh, mate, we could do it one, in one episode. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, fucking eight weeks from now. Or thereabouts, but in the next one, the next if, one's... if we manage to get through one chapter per week, yeah, that's what we do generally. Yeah, um, it says yeah, in the next one we've got a fucking spectacular cover, which I probably want to cut out and put on my bedroom wall. I think at the time, and it's yeah, it's, it's really uh, good. We'll, we'll it's iconic. It. It's iconic. No, it, we'll not. It's it very it. iconic. So that's that from this one. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back with more Melchester next week. Ah, take the authentic ads. Just rest and keep it cunty. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.